In today's fifth day of Christmas episode of the Anything But Quiet Time podcast, we talk about the five letters that make up the name Jesus. Plus, in other news, I play Rochelle my favorite Christmas song that she's, well, totally not into. Hey, it's Rochelle and Carter. This is the Anything But Quiet Time podcast and another installment, I guess you could call it. Yeah, there you go. The 12 days of Christmas. Today, the fifth day... Golden rings. No, that's not it. That's no. not it. That's, Do you know what it is? Uh, what, what is it? Okay, so there are five letters uh-huh. in the name of Jesus. Five joy-filled letters. J-E-S-U-S. Yeah. That is what we're going to talk about. That's today. You shall call him Jesus. And you have more information on why that name. Yeah, I do. Yeah. But are you going to play that song first? You want to do this first? I know that You he, just want to get it out of the way. He pulls up these YouTube songs and then he it forces them in somehow. I'm like, before we get into something really sacred and awesome, uh-huh. play your little thingy. Okay. Whatever gonna, it is. I was going to save it for the end, but that's okay. This is my this is one of my You don't like this song. And man. <laughs> you guys know what time it is? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You guys been good? You guys all, you guys all been practicing real hard. Well, we can only play 30 seconds legally. Okay. What if we just start, stopped at 10? Uh, well, I don't know. Now we got to play a little part later. <sighs> the boss, man. The yeah. boss. Bruce Springsteen. It's not that I'm not a fan of the Americana that he represents. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Yes, the boss. But for some reason, that's not. It takes him 50 years to get to the actual song. And then he sounds yeah. a little lazy when he goes, It's coming to time. Yeah. <laughs> just love it. I don't know. I just. I'm glad you enjoyed hey, it. Hey, Ben! It's like it's, the whole thing's ad libbed. Hey, Ben! My husband I don't know it. what to say. It doesn't mean that you're wrong. Uh-huh. It doesn't mean that I'm wrong. It's just, you know, it's taste. Ah, uh, you're wrong. It's all right. My husband yeah. absolutely would tell me, Rochelle, you're wrong because <laughs> the boss is amazing. The boss so, is the boss. I get it. I get it. Okay, so we're going to be doing this. We have, uh, I guess we'll have seven left after today. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, day number five. And this is uh, just a lot of background, a lot of stuff Mm -hmm. of um, uh, pastors will encourage you to learn Hebrew or Greek sometimes, or they'll pull out the fancy thing that they learned in school. I think one of the main reasons why a pastor might do that is they get super excited about its meaning. Oh, yeah. Because... In fact, it was a gentleman that came to visit KSBJ not too very long ago who did a little studying in Hebrew. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And he was trying to share with us the emphasis on why it was so involved. Like the Hebrew, their their alphabet, like the the phonetic sounds that they make. It's not even just about that. There's something very physical, mental, emotional, all of these things coming together in the pronunciation of a word. So like even when Abram, because Abraham was... First, he, his name was Abram. Right. Then God literally breathes his ha, huh, his breath, his life into Abraham, changes the name. So there's the Abraham. Yeah. It, I'm like, whoa, that's super involved. But there's significant meaning there. It's like, hey, I want to take you further. So I'm going to breathe a little bit more life into you. That, and that's a that's a very uh, way better thing of a name change for Abraham than what I thought it was. What was it? I thought he was a cut up. That's what I thought. <laughs> it's, it's a lot more profound than that. You know, I uh, I really love the name Jesus. It is one of, um, clearly, you know, if you grow up believing in Jesus, and I was blessed to have that background, um, there's something so special and so sweet about the name Jesus. And then you come to find out that in Hebrew culture, that was like Bob. 
Is that is that right? That was a very common name. I did not know that. Bob. Jesus. Yeah. You know, there's this one guy I was reading in the Bible the other day. It's like, Bar Jesus. Well, where was he going? Yeah. <laughs> Bar Jesus. Well, it means he was. So Bar Jesus walks into it. Never mind. Never mind. Means son of. Bar means son of. But oh, is that like, right? Okay. Seriously, like, come on. Yeah. But uh, the name Jesus was super common. But the angel was very specific about the name that he was supposed to have. And honestly, that's just one translation of the name. Jesus is a Greek word from the Hebrew name Yeshua. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you may go to any number of countries and they're going to give you a different pronunciation, maybe even a different spelling. But it all it's not even necessarily that specific name. You have to remember that it is the the significance of the human being behind the name. But the meaning does bring these uh, it would bring about like, well, you know, I say the name McDonald's. What do you instantly think of? Oh, those golden fries, those yeah. arches, <laughs> those fries. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there is something significant behind the name, right? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it makes you think of that, though. It took the name to make you go there with the fries. And there was something significant about the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. There was meaning there behind the name, and that's why it was selected. But Emmanuel, these are other names that were given to Jesus. God is with us. You talk about the most humbling position, a baby. Yeah. A baby can do nothing for itself. It is completely reliant upon another person. Am I wrong? No, that's that's pretty accurate. As far as as far as I don't I'm not a parent, but as far as I've seen, yes. They're they're gonna be relying on you for everything. Now I don't want to put words in your mom's mouth, but I know that as a mom myself, there are probably days where your mom as much as she absolutely loved you, she just wanted to let you cry <laughs> because that's most of what babies do. Uh -huh. They cry when they're hungry, they cry if they're wet, they need changing or they need feeding or whatever. They are vulnerable because whether or not you do it, I mean, their life depends on your action. Yeah. And so God decides this is the form, the creator of the universe. This is the form. God with us holds vast meaning in just the fact that he decided to be here with us in something as vulnerable as a human body. I mean, we're vulnerable to the elements here in Houston, right? Today, we're experiencing one of the coldest days of the year. And our bodies are, I, I hope you'll do fine with it, but going straight from 80 degree weather into something that feels like 30 degree weather, your human body is vulnerable. It's frail and it's going to feel that. Jesus experienced the things that we experience. His body would experience that. And that's, that's incredible. I have a question about the name and okay. I, I don't know if you're going to know the answer or not, but, but on, on that note, I, I'm always curious about, because you have, Jesus was there at the beginning, mm -hmm. you know, there's there's even language of in creation, you know, it, yeah. we we are doing good or, you know, something along those lines. And so he all of a sudden is in this, you know, human body. Yeah. And I just wonder the degree of self-awareness because he obviously was intelligent. We know at 12 years old when he was schooling the sure. the pastors of the time of the day. But I just wonder when he's five or six, is he just going Okay, I just gonna wait to grow up here because they're treating me like I'm a kid. But you know, he's fully God, fully man. I just there's no right answer. Just I'm just curious about the degree of awareness that he had. I think it's fantastic you bring that question up. I think so many people have been curious about that. Some people immediately, oh, he must have known. I I saw a movie. It was a foreign film um, that kind of foreshadowed what would be in his life to come. Mm -hmm. Like even witnessing a a crucifixion himself as a child and not mm. necessarily knowing that that would take place. These are thoughts that directors have had yeah. different people in wondering what he must have gone through. Interestingly, my dad was just talking to me about some books that he read 
It's an unfortunate type of situation. Anne Rice, do you know who she is? No. Do you know that name? I do not. Okay, so this woman was hugely famous and still is for writing vampire books. Okay. okay? All right. It was several years ago that she says, I've had an experience and I've become a believer okay. in yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. She starts writing books from the perspective of a young Jesus. Oh, okay. And he read, my father read the first two installments of the book and there was going to be a third. Unfortunately, she never wrote it. And uh, from what I understand, it was due to the fact that she disengaged from the quote church because I guess a lot of people were like super excited. Oh my word, she's a Christian now. Uh This is amazing. And then they started weighing her down with things that maybe she wasn't necessarily, I don't know, maybe ready to hear yet or like, well, you should do it this way. You're not doing it the right way. You need to. And she's like, whoa. I didn't sign up for that. I signed up for Jesus. And so she kind of disengaged. I don't know where she's at. It's cause to pray for her. But apparently the first two books that she wrote brought up some, whether I, and I've never read them. But my father said what it did is it made him start to think about those kinds of moments between what we know that took place between one and 12 years of age yeah. or even, you know, from 12 to 30. We really don't know what happened. There have been some people that even suggest Jesus might have gone and visited other parts of the world like Asia. Hmm. Some of the truths that you can find even in um, the Proverbs you might find coming out of Asia really connect with the things that Jesus Christ himself said. Do you think that maybe he influenced them or they influenced him, but he sought truth and he was truth? It's just fascinating yeah. people where they go, whether any of that is accurate or not, we don't know. One of the first, I always told this to my uh, uh, Sunday school teachers when they would talk about heaven. They're like, what, what's something you want to do in heaven? And I'm like, I want to ask about life on Mars. What's happening there? Is that a real thing? And I, I honestly, you know, at least in this moment, I, I want to know more about Jesus' life. Uh, from 1 to 12 and from 12 to 30. I think that would just be fascinating. Um, You're talking about the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. Uh, We don't know because there's so many, and I don't want to spoil again, we're going to get to uh, the prophecies prophecies in a few episodes. Itching to tell about the prophecies. That's what I'm going to go off. Uh, But but we don't, we we know the Messiah is coming, the Messiah is coming, but the name Jesus Mm -hmm. wasn't mentioned until what the angel told Mary to, to say. Is that right? Is that right? Him, yes. Yeah. And you will call him Jesus. Yeah. Because why? He will save his people from their sins. Again, you think McDonald's, this is going to be people, please, I do not mean to offend anyone. Anyway. It was the first thought that came into my head. How can you compare the name of Jesus to McDonald's? I am saying that when you think of the McDonald's name or any name brand, it immediately makes you think of something. And that's basically what all our names can do. Our names used to carry heavy meanings. Now, I think most of us just go off of cute sounds. Oh, that sounds really cute. Let's call them that, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's a, I'm not saying that's wrong either, but names used to mean so much to people. We will call him this because of this. You know, in fact, you a lot of the times you were named and would often get a last name because of your trade. Well, he fixes doors. We will call him Jim Door or whatever it was. So, it, but it made them think of something. And the name of Jesus, the, it carried the meaning of rescuer. In fact, I believe Jesus and Joshua had the very same meaning. Because Yeshua, I believe, is another um, way of saying Joshua. It may be a tinge different. Okay, okay. But that's fascinating to me. Um, anyway, yeah, the name Jesus uh, is one, though, that we have, have heard nonstop since him being on this planet. And some people use it in a very ugly way. Some people use it because they're baffled and they don't 
quite know what to think or make of it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, of course, then there are those of us who choose to follow Jesus, and it's very sacred to us. And how do you how do you react, Carter, when you hear somebody take the name of Jesus in vain? Um, I I don't know. I mean, I guess it's like it depends on how. Okay. Uh, I believe in Jesus Christ, but sometimes they just say those two words, right. you know, really loud. What I really hone in on, I think, more so is when they're misrepresenting who Jesus was. Mm. And because uh, that's just like, OK, well, that's that's another conversation for another day, usually depending on what I'm even taught. Usually I hear it on a movie anyway. Yeah. Um, but I I think when like I heard people talking about this in a podcast I listened to about who Jesus was. And, you know, some people think he's just prophet and some people think, you know, and like uh, other other uh, religions do. But I'm, I'm fascinated to it really gets me going thinking about that the Muslim people also recognize things. Here's something where you, we were talking right. about identifying truth together. Here's yeah. identify truth. They believe in the virgin birth. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about Christmas time. That I, I was fascinated to learn that. You may not know that, but they believe that Jesus was a good man. They believe that he was a prophet. Uh, I believe they, they, they believe that the cross happens. Uh, obviously not the resurrection. They don't believe that part, uh, but they believe in the virgin birth. And it's like, okay, Let's talk about that. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about what, I mean, so why would you believe that and then not believe that he's not more important than you? believe? I, I just think that that name, it's easy to say in an award show or, or say, I, I believe in God. Thank you, God. You know, I believe in spiritualness and all that. But Jesus, that name will, will divide a room. You're right. Silence a room, make it awkward potentially. Mm -hmm. um, but it's such a great conversation because so many people at least believe in the things that he says. Yeah, you can at least relate to him there. Shouldn't you love your neighbor? Yeah, 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 you should. Okay, well, then why don't you let's, let's talk about this? What then don't you believe that he was more? Because mm. otherwise, he was. I mean, there's the Lord liar lunatic. If he if he's saying he's all those good things, but also that he's the son of God, either he's crazy, either he's totally making it up or he is yeah. or he's Lord. I think it's fascinating. Also, if you uh, maybe you're at one of those conversations, you are preparing to have one of those conversations because you really feel the Holy Spirit tugging on your heart. Hey, you should go visit with that coworker. And you don't necessarily know how it's going to go down. You know, I want to, I know that I want to talk to him about Jesus, but I know they're of a different faith. Mm -hmm. <sighs> What's going to happen? Uh, those are normal feelings and thoughts. And yeah, you can feel some angst. Um, I'm reminded of what we talked about in the last podcast about shotting your feet with the gospel of the preparation of peace. It's a mouthful. Nice. Nailed it, it. Means that you get your your track shoes on with the spikes. Mm -hmm. And there's peace in the fact that you are spiking those in firm foundation. You don't have to worry about stuff. Um, that there's peace in knowing that you're secure where you stand in Jesus Christ. And so when you share that gospel message, when it's time and you're like clear before the Father, God gives you words to share. And when you don't know the answer, it's okay to admit, I don't know the answer. Can I get back to you on that? Uh, that's something my grandfather taught my father and passed along to me. I, I yeah. love that. Yeah. Well, I would love to share my story of uh, my speech. We're talking about, uh, you know, Islam. Yes. Um, that uh, my friend uh, was in a philosophy class or something with this guy who, who believed in uh, Islam. And they just got to talking after class. And he would ask my friend, why do you believe in Jesus about this? What do you have to say that? And not every question my friend would know the answer to. My friend actually has passed away. His name is Justin. And uh, he would go, well, let me get back to you next week. And then he'd go ask his pastor or mm -hmm. go Google it or get in the Bible, whatever he needed to do. And then he'd come back with an answer next week. Or, you know, we don't know everything anyway. Yeah. But then you come back with the, an attempt. And my, that guy 
switched from Islam to Christianity. He, be, he believed in Jesus because my friend admitted he didn't know everything, but was loving enough in the moment to try to get him the answers. And, and obviously God, I mean, God worked on him in the times that my friend wasn't around either. Yeah. You start to, you start to have a conversation like that. You start to think about it in your own time. Yeah. You know? And it was so cool. Just such a, um, a dedication. I, the thing I have to remember is not to get flustered. Yeah. When people are maybe even getting to the place of being accusatory or even it feels like they're being offensive. Mm -hmm. You're saying things about your faith, your Jesus that hurt hurtful because it's so personal for you. And that's understandable. That's human. But how did Jesus deal? You know, I have to look at his position, his example. And he really had this ability to let it go. Yeah. He was able to release people to in the process of time arrive to those places of revelation and the Holy Spirit is real. So if we've had a conversation and I continue to pray for people, I have to trust that if that conversation, for whatever reason, the communication gets cut off, can I trust that maybe God, you know, I'm praying over this can bring along another person to help water that conversation. Or if they choose to go a different path, that is, that is a choice a lot of people make. But I, I think it's fascinating. Here is a man that Jesus here is this person. He's done ministry with 12 other guys for three years. Eleven of them, well, actually all 12 of them, but one of them commits suicide. Judas commits suicide. Mm-hmm. Eleven of them scatter the moment the Roman guards come into the garden where Jesus is found praying and he's about to be taken to be crucified. He knows that that was, that's his, the calling that God has in his, on his life is to share who God is, that the kingdom of heaven is here, that you can experience through my spirit when you follow me and die to yourself and raise up a new life. And now he's going to go like literally do it to give us that incredible example of me because he had to do it to, um, I think the song in Christ alone says the wrath of God was satisfied through what Jesus did for us on the cross, but love wins because God sent him in the first place. Right. Yeah. So all of that to say that these 11 guys scattered like scaredy cats. In fact, one of them was so freaked out that he was, I guess it was really late. So maybe it was a nightgown kind of a thing, but it said when one of the soldiers grabbed out for him, yeah, he ripped the, the cloak right off of him and he was naked and he didn't care. And he just ran. That's, that's where streaking came from. <laughs> like a scaredy cat. Yeah. Then what happens to those 11 guys? Something transpires in the next weeks where now they are on fire Talking about this man, if Jesus did not raise from the dead, what happened mm-hmm. that made them now not only do it publicly, unashamedly, unabashedly, and are now being martyred for the cause of Jesus Christ? It's incredibly compelling. And that oh, that name, by no other name, every knee shall bow, every tongue confess that he is Lord. That's one of those things that I heard an artist once talking about one um, argument, if you will, one debate that if you're talking about faith mm-hmm. and specifically, yeah, Jesus, we talked about that name can can divide a room where you say these guys were being killed for what they believed. And it's like, if it was a hoax, what don't you think all of them would have said, you know what, I'd, I'd rather not die. I'd rather not get crucified upside down. I'd rather not. Yeah, I'll, I'll give. We, we stole the body or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And yet they didn't. No, they they. They stuck to their guns on it. And I mean, it would be one thing if they were. All right, let's say they were crazy. Well, they were crazy. Okay, but they weren't crazy to start out with. These were normal guys. Yeah. They were fishermen. They were 
this tax collector. There was a zealot in there. There was, I mean, there's just people. There were dads, there were brothers, there were sons. There's a little bit of that historical evidence we were talking about the previous episode, along with the faith that, mm-hmm. that, that we need a, a, along with that. And so if there are normal people before, well, how does 11 people who don't have a history of, you know, being like one possessed go to a place of saying, I'm willing to die for this? It doesn't, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. And you talk about beating statistical odds for 11 guys to do that. Now, yes, right. there are cults that happen on this planet. Um, but I will tell you that no cult has ever resounded as Christianity has and has been fleshed out the way it has in 2000 years in this growing, driving force that can only be called the supernatural ability of the Holy Spirit to make happen. I mean, yep. it's it's impossible that Jim Jones, they drank the Kool-Aid and unfortunately nobody came back to life. Yeah, They passed and nobody ever followed they may have followed up with like David Koresh. There was a different cult. There's always going to be a different cult. But unfortunately, it, it, here's something else. In the book of Acts, one of the high priests kind of comes to the defense of the disciples when they're brought on trial and says, wait, guys, I think we're overreacting here. Do you remember so-and-so? That guy had these followers that followed him out and that fizzled out. Give it time because if God is in this, it won't fizzle out. Mm. Well, I got news for you. Hasn't fizzled out. Hadn't fizzled out. Um, one of the things you're talking about, how if somebody's against your faith, you know, Jesus let it go. And I, I think that that can be difficult if you, you think about the person in your life that you absolutely love, and it might be a close family member, it could be a spouse. I mean, anybody that isn't a believer and you just want it for him so bad. You know, that's one situation. But, so, and I understand why that would be tough to let go. Yeah. But what I recognize in myself of if it's some rando, if it's somebody on Facebook and they criticize my faith, instead of me um, being this honorable person to defend Jesus, what I'm really doing is defending myself to try to prove to them that I'm not an idiot. Okay. You know, that's where, that's what yeah. it starts to come out in me. Is it a Facebook argument that's, that's never going to get anything solved? Is that, oh, you know what? Well, you know what? Let me hit you with all these stats and prove to you that I'm actually not crazy. Like, that's just what the, some of the motivation that can come out. And so I, I do think it's different when it's a, somebody close to you that you absolutely love and just want it for them compared to, you know, some of that just get, we just got to brush off. Sure, think I'm crazy. Sure. I was reading in Colossians. If you follow the Anything But Quiet Time podcast, I'm chronologically reading the Bible. Mm-hmm. I'm now in Colossians. We're in the final stretch here. Uh, in one of the letters from Paul, he just shares something that sounds very Star Wars, but it's awesome. Do tell. It Love is the force that basically binds us all together. Mm. And he's talking to the people in the body of Christ. They will know us by our love is something else that is shared in Scripture. And when I get in a tizzy, they're not knowing what that love looks like in that moment. True. And so if I have any hope in connecting with Rando ever, mm-hmm. and at least not being an obstruction for him to learn about Jesus Christ, because I don't want to be that person either that makes him think, okay, there's one more crazy Christian, uh-huh. you know, because yeah. they went off on me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I never want to be a stumbling block like that to a person. So I, and I trust me, there are so many times where I just, <gasps> I write the thing and then I delete it and then I write yeah. it again and then I delete it. And I hopefully will just not succumb to that place of wanting to, I don't care, and just I've, go off. I've written and deleted and I've written and posted mm. replies to YouTube comments of these anonymous people yeah. that are just trying to get attention. And it's like, 
yeah, I'm not going to, that's not going to do anything here. I don't want anything that potentially can have eternal consequences, which honestly could really be anything. That's true. But if I'm walking outside of the alignment that I'm supposed to have underneath the protection, like that umbrella we've shared about in past podcasts, we're under God's protection, his umbrella. If we stay in alignment with him, we don't have to be worried about that stuff. Am I going to be of eternal consequence in a negative way on other people? Well, if I'm aligned with God, that's not going to happen. Yeah. But if I come out from underneath that umbrella, then yes, it can have eternal consequences in a bad way for folks. So it's like, oh, gosh, well, there you go. Want to stay aligned, want to make sure that I am known by love. It doesn't mean that I, I'm wishy-washy. I still am conviction, but I, I, want to, I, want to, I want to let love overcome, and I want to make sure that <laughs> because if I'm going out with my own soapbox moment, I am not there for Christ. Yeah. I am there for me. Yeah. Plain and simple. Jesus says these skateboards, (laughs) you need to get them off this sidewalk. (laughs) Now, I think that's just coming out of me. (laughs) This is what's happening. Um, I actually want to end with more of a serious song, a little clip of a serious song. But um, tomorrow, to give a little tease for day six, day six of the 12 days of Christmas, Jesus, the five letters of Jesus. And so what was what's oh. day six? On this side of the trip to Egypt, which we'll go into further detail, uh-huh, uh-huh. there were six angel visits. Oh my. And we're gonna talk about that. This has been a, a great talk about, you know, Jesus and and since birth and everything and the the uh, name of him. This is one of my favorites. Uh, it's called Tremble. Um, which actually, uh, it's, it's kind of funny, um, because it's, it's more, I, the song really should be called Jesus uh, is the main line of it. Uh, but from Bethel and really, I, I think we'll just let this play us out if that's, if that's okay. No. Uh, oh, well, it's okay. more than okay. See what I did there? Whoa, that was a turnaround. I knew you weren't expecting it. All right. Well, here, here you go. This is Amanda Cook singing. 